This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome back to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It is Jake, your host. And today's episode, we are talking with Patrick Neff with Care Portal. Now, you, you've probably thought about different things over the course of your life in terms of inventions and like, oh man, why didn't I think of that? Uh, you know, I'd be sitting on a private island right now and it would be like one of my collection of private islands. <laughs> uh, so uh, we've all had those moments. And this is an organization uh, or, or a, uh, a facet of a, a need in our, in our world uh, that someone thought of, hey, let's create a way to meet tangible needs uh, in a very simple, straightforward fashion uh, with some good uh, check marks in place so that we're not uh, being irresponsible and we're not being too much of a administrative hindrance uh, to the good things that need to be get, getting done, getting done. Um, and so what Care Portal is, uh, we'll kind of cover through the, the podcast episode as a, as a kind of preface to the episode, I j- I'm just going to ask this. If, if you are not inclined to the world of, of faith or church or Christianity or anything like that, there is still some really good practical things that this is going to just change your life and your world for the better, even if you're, it doesn't come into the, the realm of faith for you. So I, I know whenever I have uh, people on the podcast where there's any, um, there's any element of faith or, or God or anything like that, it's easy to skip the episode or tune it out or whatever. And this is one that I would just challenge uh, that that thought process to just be open enough to listen to what is being done in the community around you. Because a lot of the people that are being helped in in and through this organization are probably just like you. They're, they're not necessarily uh, people who belong to a church, profess you know any sort of faith at all. They're just people who need help. And that is what this organization is doing. That is, faith is not a qualifier for being helped by this organization, but it is how it started. And so to kind of neglect that part of the story, we would really be doing a disservice to where it, uh, the roots and the origins started. But as far as a, like, thank goodness, someone thought of a practical way of, of helping people who can't build a whole structure, put a brick in place. And, and that is what this is doing. And when we go through some of the, the things in the episode, I genuinely believe that this is one of the most tangible ways that all of us, whether you have you know 20 extra dollars at the end of the month or whether you've got 20,000 at the end of the end of the month, that this is a tangible way that everybody can grab a bucket of water, grab a brick to put in place, and start tangibly changing our community um, in, in our world um, by very, very practical things like helping families stay together. I, I'm telling you, this is this is one of the longer episodes because it was it was like where do we where do you stop talking about all of the good that can come from this? So 
Um, you know how to find us online, Facebook, Instagram, North Georgia Life Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have suggestions of organizations that are maybe doing something uh, similar in uh, another part of the North Georgia community or just, you know, meeting practical needs uh, in the nonprofit world that are outside of some of the national things that people know, uh, uh, you know, or, or you see at a, a checkout counter at, at a grocery store. So that's an intro. Let's get started. Welcome back to the North Georgia Life Podcast. Uh, today is going to be, I think, a, a really, uh, I don't say like a tangibly practical, inspiring, like all of those things at the same time. Uh, so we are with uh, Patrick Neff with Care Portal, and uh, he has um, a couple different job titles. So I'm going to let him give you his job title so I don't screw it up. So Patrick, thanks for uh, being on. So. Well, great. Thanks so much, Jake, for having me. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm the director um, for Care Portal, the mm-hmm. state director for Care Portal, okay. uh, which is a national organization, uh, actually worldwide now, mm. um, and uh, and then I'm the North Georgia director, area director for Promise Six Eight Six. Okay, and we had Promise, uh, we had Jean Rector on last year or the year before, um, and she was she with Promise. She is with Promise. Yep. She's an amazing gift to our organization, and she. Uh, oversees a lot of the work that we do, especially here in, in uh, you know, the Hall County, uh, Forsyth, um, and Gwinnett areas, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, region region two area. Uh, so you were just sharing with me your uh, what I call transplant, like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you're originally from originally from Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so it's crazy that we landed down here in Atlanta. But I've been all over the country because okay. I pastored for 27 years. Okay. Was a church planner. Okay. And so, but the last, really, the last 35 years, we've been in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Okay. And uh, was a part of a nonprofit up there for the last 10 years, and um, and then we just felt like. Um, it was time to move and to do something different, mm-hmm. and so we've moved down here to um, to Brazelton, and yeah. uh, and then in the in the process, you know, I did something that I told my kids never to do, and that's you tell your our kids don't leave a job without having another one. Yes, and that's what I did, and of course my older my older kids, I got seven kids, and um, so. My older uh, adult children said, "Dad, you're doing something you said never to do." And so, but we moved down here, got connected. You're like, with, "Oh, this is the advice you listen to." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is what you remember. Yeah. Well, um, so the cool thing is, is that we we had a connection with with Promise Six Eighty Six, and they're an amazing organization, mm-hmm. doing incredible work um, throughout the state. Actually, Promise Six Eighty Six is in twenty seven different states. Wow. Um, um, but you know, our headquarters is, is here, and um, so I came on as the North Georgia area director. Okay. Um, back um, in in February, so I'm I'm new. Okay. And kind of yeah, getting things going. Yeah. Um, so what drew you to this organization from the, the background that you have, or maybe it was the story of, of Promise 686. Most people don't know it's here, much less, like you said, it's headquartered here. It's not just here. It's headquartered here. Um, and you said it was 27 states? We're in 27 states. Yeah, yeah. we have affiliates um, and, and partnerships in, in 27 different states and growing rapidly. So, so what, what was it about the organization? Yeah, my, my, the thing that I loved about them, of course, I was for the last 10 years working for a nonprofit doing something very similar. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I loved about Promise is they... 
what really is their commitment to mobilize the church um, to get involved mm. in helping vulnerable children and families. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what I'm passionate about. You know, like I said, I pastored for 27 years. Um, I absolutely see the importance of really getting the church back into the space of doing social ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, for years, the church took care of the widows and the orphans, and then, you know, about 100 years ago, this thing came in called social services, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and when that happened, the church kind of stepped back and um, just really allowed the government to step in, and, 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 and really helping people became more transactional, giving yeah. them things, mm -hmm. as opposed to really helping to transform them. Mm -hmm. And so I love uh, Promise's commitment to mobilize the church. Um, I've had great conversations with um, a lot of our government officials who really believe that their role is really transactional um, and, and protecting children, mm -hmm. but it's the church's role to get in there and help bring transformation yeah. and build community. Yeah. You know, we don't change, Jake. Um, we don't change our life unless we learn something different or we're exposed to something different. Mm -hmm. If we're not exposed to something different, we just continue right, yep. right down the same path. Yep. And so that's what a lot of just goes from generation to generation. We're finding now mm -hmm. that the children that are coming into foster care are third and fourth generation. In oh other words, gosh. their mother was in foster care. Their grandmother was in foster care. Mm. And so what happens is you have this idea of you just, you learn this process and that's all you know. That's, that becomes the familiar. And so your trajectory yeah. for your life or in your family and your generation never really changes until you're exposed to something different. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, we change in life because we believe something different. Yep. And so Promise's commitment to getting the church involved, and we do that through what we call FAMS. And FAMS just simply means Family Advocate Ministries. And what we do is we, uh, advocacy ministries, we put those in churches. We just help churches to say, hey, if, uh, if this fits with your mission and you're passionate about helping children and families, and, and I'm sure you know, Jake, we've got a, a family crisis we have yeah. uh, in, in our country. We have a, a child welfare crisis mm -hmm. as well. And um, so unless, and, and really the church, um, is the largest volunteering organization in the world. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so it's just kind of bringing those both together. And right now, one of the things we're seeing, not just here in Georgia, but all over the country, we're seeing a real, um, a lot of walls are coming down between church and government and saying, hey, let's partner together yeah. to, to meet some of these needs. And so that's where we move towards, is that transformation. How can we build um, care communities around families that are in crisis mm -hmm. and help to change the trajectory of their lives. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, ironic uh, and timely what you just said because I, uh, I was literally sharing this with um, a class I teach for, uh, for new agents on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I shared this yesterday morning and went through uh, so much of, of everything in, in I think in, in life in general, but especially when you're uh, you're starting out, you know, a new business, which is effectively what people are doing in, in real estate, going, you know, starting a, their business. But I said so much of the 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 core issue is the way you think. Yeah, it's, it is your your mindset determines everything else yeah. in your in your life. And when I went through this, you know, it starts with a thought pattern. And the thought pattern becomes a belief system yes. because the thought pattern has just been on repeat long enough that you believe it. 
and the belief system becomes a habit because it's been there on repeat long enough and now it becomes a habit and then the habit ultimately determines where you go in life yeah. and all of the and you just I mean you think about practically speaking whether it's um, you know prayer or meditation whether it's exercise whether it's you know what you what you do in your your free time your evenings your weekends like anything and and I said and we we talked about you know in in general but specifically um, some of the the big you know hot button issues in our in our world in our culture and politics or whatever and I said most of the time the division really is the thought pattern that someone has had or had reinforced to them over the course of their life. That's right. And until we understand, and this is where the, you know the you know it drives me nuts. Like what I you know see on social media and whatever. I was like, no one has ever had their deep seated thought process belief system changed by a social media post ever. Like in the history of time, I don't think that's ever happened because you have 20, 30, 50 years of a thought pattern that has been recurring, that has deep-seated in a belief system, and we all know social media is designed to just f feed you more of what you know you believe to be true and further separate you from other people. But it's like the understanding of this person has had different life experience and different thought process that has been enforced, whether it's by them or by the by their environment. Um, and I was like, it's. It doesn't change in a day. It doesn't change in a year for most people. This is something, and part of what, um, in, in just my my initial research of, of your uh, organization, there's so many people that are just fe seemingly feel like they're t they're just maxed out in life. They're tapped out. They can't like I I can't devote you know another you know evening or weekend or 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 day of the week um, in life. But those same those same people are like, but I don't want to do nothing. Yeah, and that's where that's probably um, I, hopefully a good segue into into Care Portal because um, I think it's you know I don't know whose I don't know whose idea it was, but it's, it's genius of like, hey, let's get a practical avenue for people who have that I want to do something. Whether it's you know whether they're evangelical Christians or whether they just like helping people, yeah. doing something in their community, it's it's an all skate. What's that look like for Care Portal for you guys doing something into like just the practical walking out of of what Care Portal is and how somebody if they're listening to this first time they've never heard about Care Portal. Yeah, thanks. And you know I'll go way back here, just real quick, a real quick, a little bit of history about Promise. You know, Promise started came out of a group of people from Perimeter, Perimeter Church, and uh, it, they they get, began getting really passionate about helping people get into the space of foster care. Mm -hmm. I mean, adoption. And so they started really Promise Six Eighty Six started off um, giving helping people get um, grants and creating grants for people to be able to adopt. And then from that, you know, the process just continued to grow in creating an organization, a nonprofit, that would help people in a number of different spaces. And mm -hmm. so when we talk about FAMS, uh, we lead into every community um, with starting off with FAMS. And FAMS is kind of like if you, like on this uh, table, or just think of yourself as having a box, and in it are a number of different tools that you can use. And when we go to a church, what we do is we really find out what the mission of that church is. And for those that are listening uh, on our 
podcast today that everybody's probably got a lot of different gifts, a lot of different desires, and mm-hmm. some of these, some of the things we talk about today are going to hit some people, and other things will hit others. Mm-hmm. But in that, in that, really in that toolkit are a number of different things. We have what we call care communities, and um, those are uh, communities of people within a church. You know. Uh, five to eight people that will maybe gather around a, a family that's in need. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have primary care communities and they're working with families a little further upstream that, that maybe are, maybe there's, they're on the verge of going into a, a crisis mm-hmm. and maybe their children potentially could go into foster care or that other children have been in foster care and those kids are now back home and we can provide some wraparound services for mm-hmm. them. But one of the key tools, you just mentioned it, um, and that we're getting ready to launch here in Hall County is one of our tools in that toolkit is called Care Portal. And it's an amazing um, partnership that we have with Care Portal. Um, uh, Promise 686 is the implementer for Care Portal all over the state of Georgia. And currently we're in 13 states, excuse me, 13 counties, and um, we're planning on launching in 10 more counties. And Hall County is, is one of those counties that we're gonna be launching on June 9th. Okay. And so we've connected with DFACS and how Care Portal works. Um, it, you're, you're right. It's an amazing, ingenious tool mm-hmm. um, for people to know about needs and then be activated into helping uh, and encouraged and inspired to meet, meet those needs. So here's how it works. Um, you might be living right here and three doors down, you may not have any clue that a family uh, or maybe a couple streets over or a neighborhood or in a different part of the city that there's a family that's in need. And, um, uh, and that may go on for a long time. And so kids' lives, children's lives and families fall apart all around us and we don't know anything about it, yeah. especially the church. But who knows about it? Only person who really knows about it is when they get to, the, to what we call the edge of care and those children go into foster care, mm. then the government steps in and has to make some decisions for that family. Mm-hmm. What we want to do with Care Portal is provide a prevention piece, a prevention tool that gets way up ahead and recognizes families that are being challenged mm-hmm. and, and give them the support and care that they need. I'll give you an example. I, I told you I have seven children. Mm-hmm. Five were adopted out of foster care. Mm. My, my wife and I have been foster parents for over 17 years. Amazing journey. And so I'd highly encourage people to consider um, mm-hmm. fostering and open up your home if you have that capacity. But uh, four of those children all pretty much grew up kind of in the same area, uh, in the same uh, part of the county, within a quarter of a mile of one of the largest churches that we have. Mm. And so those children's lives, I, I, I say they fell, they fell apart right under the shadow of the steeple, right? Mm-hmm. And the church, if you would have asked if they would help them, that family, they would have, but they didn't know. Yeah. But now that church is doing Care Portal, and they know all of the families in the community that are in crisis. Mm. And uh, so what Care Portal does, it, we, we start off in a county, like in Hall County, we're working with DFACS mm-hmm. to go ahead, uh, DFACS is working with a family, or maybe they, they do, um, um, CPS does, goes out and does an investigation, mm-hmm. finds out that there's a family that has a need. Now here's something that'll be interesting to your listeners, is most people think that, when we think of a child going into foster care, we think immediately that there's been abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, around at least around around here, about seventy to seventy-five percent of all the children going to foster care, it's neglect and not abuse. Mm. And neglect could be just being overwhelmed 
or not having the finances to care for your child. Mm -hmm. Maybe their bed breaks or their mattress uh, gets soiled and uh, or your wash machine breaks down, you can't wash your children's clothes. We had some kids potentially could have came into care because this particular child had gone to school for five days in the same clothing. By Friday, the, the clothes were so soiled that the teacher could really right. detect that there was something going on. And so there was an investigation. Um, the, the cool thing about Care Portal is when they, when they got to the home, they found out that the washer and dryer was not working. So it's just a very simple thing. I yeah. mean, this is not a parent that hates their child or right. is abusing their child. This is a parent that's struggling and just does not have the finances mm -hmm. and the capacity to go ahead and get a washer and dryer, right? Very yeah. simple. And there were some other things in the home. But when in, in the past without Care Portal, let me tell you what would happen. They would have told that parent, you know, you've got a couple of weeks to get a washer and a dryer so that you can take care of your children or we're going to come back and your children could potentially go into foster care. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you probably can't find them anywhere right now. Yes, so. that's right. Or you have to order it and it's going to yeah. take you six months for it to get here unloaded yeah. on a boat. Um, but, what, but what happens is with Care Portal now, that need, that need was posted to, um, to Care Portal mm -hmm. and within, uh, within seconds, it's real time. So as soon as the caseworker, uh, and she can do it mobily on her, on her mobile phone, she can punch that need in, she gets permission for the, for, from the parent uh, to go ahead and, and make that connection. None of the personal information is shared with about that about that family, just their need. It goes out to hundreds of churches. Those churches see it and people maybe have an extra washer and dryer or maybe they're thinking of upgrading mm -hmm. and they say, hey, I'll donate my washer, I'll donate my dryer. Mm -hmm. And so a church hits that, says, hey, we'll, uh, we'll meet that need. And um, so in a matter of like 72 hours, that family had their wow. uh, a new washer and dryer and a child it kept a child from going into foster care mm. so and that happens uh, Jake that happens every single day with hundreds of different things and so and you can see the advantage so if most of the children going into foster care are going in because of uh, you know financial situations or just a family being overwhelmed and and we can bring the church alongside of them this huge volunteer community to assist and build a connection, it's making a huge difference. Yeah. It's making a huge difference. Yeah, because everybody, I, I, I think everybody, most people inherently know the, the foster system is drastically underserved um, because for, for most people, it's the, you know, the commitment and, and all of the, the what ifs involved and that stymies people into not doing anything. But if you realize that the volume of the, the uh, kids that go into foster care, like you said, are not getting abused. Like they, they are, you know, some, some practical need is not being met. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you know, clothing, it could be, uh, you know, any sort of basic hygiene things. It could be simple things around the house. Um, but if you have, I mean, especially my wife and I have talked about this uh, numerous times over the last couple of years of, you know, of COVID and everything, we're fortunate to have had the flexibility that if uh, a child is sick, if there is, um, you know, something going on, like we can stay home yeah. for that day yeah. or for a day or two or whatever. But for most parents, if they're working, you know, if it's a single mom or a single dad or, or anybody that's working a job, two jobs, three jobs, just to be able to keep the rent paid or keep the water on, 
now you couple that on top of what we just talked about and it's like well you know what do i do do i yeah. stay home and attend to my child or do i go and make sure my child can eat tomorrow yeah and when it's a when when it's stuff like that that is some of the the catalyst for for kids going into foster care like that's a I, I dare say an easy problem to solve. It's not easy, but it's it's easier than all of the what ifs of taking you know the step of going full time into foster care to say, hey, we could just we could just have this app on our phone. Just I mean, heck, you get notifications when somebody likes That's your right. Instagram you right. know, account. Yeah. yeah, this is a whole lot more practical uh, and beneficial to the world around you than someone liking an Instagram post. So to talk a little bit about the. Uh, or you can talk about whatever, but um, the the some of the things that go onto the care portal and just how um, how that goes. Yeah, it, it really is an amazing tool. I mean, and there's a there's a lot that that goes in behind the scenes to make this so doable, so easy, and and workable for the mm-hmm. community that runs you know all over the country and and now going all over the world. Um, but how it how it really works is we try to keep it as simple as possible so that it's an easy onboard for churches as well as agencies that want to be requesters mm-hmm. so what we have are we have requesters and we have responders and then we have people that go out in the community and make the connection with those families so mm-hmm. the res- requesters are agencies um, like right here in Hall County, we um, DFAX is going to be our first agency. So we're, we're working with them and we train all of their workers on how to properly um, put in a request. Mm-hmm. And um, that request goes to a couple of people on their team and it's validated. The cool thing is, is that a lot of people want to help people, but they want to know that the needs are vetted, right? Yes, yes. You know, I pastored for, you know, 27 years and had a lot of people that I really wanted to help, but at one o'clock they would come to me and ask for $200. And then by two o'clock, they were down to my friend's church, <laughs> two doors <laughs> down that was, that was, um, and, and asking for the same thing from mm-hmm. them, you know, and that would yeah. repeat. And, um, but but all of these needs are needs that either DFACS or one of our requesting agencies um, have fully vetted. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we know they're legitimate. We know that the needs in this family are legitimate. And then so they'll post that need onto Care Portal. And then it immediately goes up, goes out to the churches that have signed up. So let's just say um, a church signs up, said, yeah, we want to be a part of Care Portal. That church then signs um, uh, a really simple process, but creates a responder team, mm-hmm. and they sign you know 100 people up in their church or 25 people up in their church, mm-hmm. and um, and then when that need goes out, all of those people get that request. And so it's very simple. They just get a uh, a notice on their phone. Hey, wait a minute. There's uh, there's a a family of four, and a mom just got a, a newborn baby, and um, Defax is requesting that we help get them some formula, or mm-hmm. we get them a car seat, mm-hmm. or or we do a lot now with kinship. You know, kinship's really big. Um, Defax is really trying to move as many children over into finding their own biological families mm-hmm. to help care for them. But you know, a, a grandmother that all of a sudden at 65 and she's retired or whatever, all of a sudden now she's got her grandkids coming to live with her. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she doesn't have car seat. She doesn't have a, a bed for this five-year-old you know, and different things like that. So here's where we can come alongside and, and um, you know, provide some, some tangible 
needs there for those families. So we help, you know, we'll help the kinship, we'll help um, foster families that are, are getting a, a foster child. Um, and I didn't I kind of went over it kind of quickly, but part of our, our overall fam ministry is providing those care communities, which is very important um, to the families that we're working with. So not just supplying like through Care Portal, um, the, the tangible need, you know, meeting physical needs, but then providing um, circles of support or what we call a care community around these families, um, you know, and commit to, to, to journey with them for mm -hmm. a, a year. How yeah. cool could that be? Yeah. To say, hey, with this uh, um, kinship uh, grandmother that we're gonna partner with them for a while. So, uh, so how, how cool is it is that, that in, in real time, the community, hundreds, sometimes thousands of people in the community immediately see that need and then they have that opportunity to meet that need. And then the caseworker, um, once they commit to doing that, the caseworker makes the connection between them, the introduction between them and the, um, the family that needs it. And uh, then they, they gather up whatever it is and take it out and go and, and make mm -hmm. the connection with the family. And sometimes it's a one-time thing, but then sometimes I've been on some of those connections where um, those families get connected and can really build a, a community around them. And that's where we really want to go because most of the people in, in life that struggle are socially isolated. And yeah. what socially isolated means, it means they've either burnt all the bridges of relationships around them or, or because of moving or just, it could be a lot of different issues. Yeah. They don't have people around them. Uh, we, had a, we had a single mom that had three children and she lost her job and her and she was living in her car so they were putting mm -hmm. her kids into foster care kids do, did go into foster care and so um there's and all of it happened because so here's that's that's the end story the back story is something very simple she had a job but her brakes went out on her car and she didn't have anybody around didn't know how to get them fixed any so mm -hmm. she, all she knew was i can't go to work so she didn't go to work she didn't go to work and so she couldn't pay her bills. She lost her, her apartment, ended up living in her car. See, you see how it spirals yeah. out of control? So just one decision. So the point is, is that she was so socially isolated that she didn't have any way and, and no resilience. And we talk a lot about resilience. Sometimes people just don't have the skills to be resilient enough to overcome some of the challenge. Now, I'm sure if your brakes went out, you know how to get that happen, to happen. Mm -hmm. And even if you didn't have the money, you probably have family that you could say, hey, can I borrow 200 bucks to get mm -hmm. my brakes fixed? I don't want to lose my job. Most people don't have that, yeah. the families that we're working with. And so that's where Care Portal can jump right in. And um, it's not, and a lot of people think, well, I don't want to enable somebody. It's really not. It's really coming alongside of them. It's like what we talked about earlier. People will stay on the same the same trajectory of life mm -hmm. unless something happens, unless they are introduced to something different. So I think probably the key word that we like to talk about, um, whether it's FAMS or Care Portal, it's meaningful relationships. It's building connection and building meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. The things that, that move us in our life and, and change our life are new meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's what really what Care Portal um, really does. So. Um, it's a great tool, and we're so excited about it coming to Hull County. Yeah, that's awesome. I know the county, all the county officials, and you know, DFACs, they're all really super excited. I've been to several meetings. Um, 
and, and but what we really need is we really need churches mm-hmm. um, to hear about this and individuals to, to go to their church and say, hey, I'd like to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And a church can get started with CarePoral really, it's really simple. It's just a matter of finding an advocate within the church that can build a fam ministry and, and then utilize CarePoral as one of those tools. For people who are either um, either not connected with a local church or in a an area let's say they're in one of the kind of perimeter counties um, and there's just not there's not a church in their county that's um, that's connected with care portal can can those people still be involved in helping meet needs and and how what's that look like yeah, so you know, actually um, anybody can get involved uh, in CarePortal by going to careportal.org and, um, and, and signing up. You can become a kind of a community connector, getting connected with, uh, within the community. Um, but we have people that are in other states that will see, could see needs here in Georgia mm. because they're all listed on there. And so we have people, actually we have a lot of people throughout the country that that's their gift. They just love going on to Care Portal and meeting needs. Mm-hmm. So um, those are like our community champions. We also have um, businesses that do the same thing. So businesses and companies. We have organizations. We have a. Um, in the past, we've had a roofing company mm-hmm. that every you know they would get together and um, on Fridays and he would match whatever his employees do. So he, they would pull it up oh, and wow. see, they would see whatever needs are in their community. And uh, the owner of this company would match and say, hey, listen, I'm going to uh, match whatever needs, how much ever we decide to do, I'll match that today. And so they would do that. There was like their Friday thing of give back to the community. Wow. And so, I mean, I've worked with real estate companies. Yeah. I know you're into real estate. I've worked with real estate. So I've gone to meetings and where they'll pull up the board and look at some of the needs and, and, and give it, make a commitment to give to, to needs. It's a great way. So those are what are our community business champions. Those mm-hmm. are our business champions in our community. Um, so we need those here that are willing to do it. So let's just say there's um, a need, uh, there's an investigation to go out and maybe a family has bed bugs or they, maybe they have roaches or they have something like, and so it's unsafe. Um, so we partner with other businesses like pest control companies that want to, hey, um, you know, once a month I'll donate this or I'll do yeah. this. Um, mattress companies, furniture companies. So all, a lot of different people can get involved, not just individuals, but businesses mm-hmm. can become business champions and help us uh, to meet some of those needs. A lot, um, nationally, a lot of large, I talk, told you I was from Lynchburg, mm-hmm. and so Liberty University, and now there's a number of universities across the country that have jumped on board and mm-hmm. said, hey, you know what, we want to, we want to kind of teach our teams, especially the football teams, and we want them to give back into the community. And I know Liberty University, the first year they did it, um, you know, they raised $100,000. And wow. uh, when they got into their huddles uh, weekly, they would, Pick a, a pick something that they wanted to meet around the country, and they would meet that need. And it's so cool. So individuals can do it, mm-hmm. businesses can do it, universities can do it, um, and uh, so it, it's an incredible opportunity. Um, and you can see all of the needs, every need. And so if you go on to Care Portal, you can there'll be a map there. You can hit the hit the word map, go down to the map, and you can click right on Georgia, and you can go right down and see the counties we're in. We're, so we're in currently in 13 counties. Uh, my goal this year is to launch in 10 more counties. Wow. And, um, and then, uh, you know, so we want to go wider. 
and deeper. Um, so our first county that we're launching here um, in June is going to be Hall County. Awesome. And, uh, pretty excited about yeah. it. It's just amazing. That's awesome. But we need churches too. Yeah. So it's one thing to have people that kind of give and help meet the need. So when, a, when, a, when an organization, let's say a business, wants to meet that need, that need then goes to the connecting church that's in the community. And then that connecting church goes out and makes that connection and makes that, makes that delivery, builds that relationship. Awesome. That is, yeah, that's, yeah, when you were talking about it, I was thinking, um, you know, just kind of like we, we can't all build, you know, the foundation of a skyscraper, but we can all put a brick in place. That's exactly it. Um, we can all do something. Now, yeah. I mean, I, we say that all the time around promise. We can all do something, right? Yeah. And that's that's the key. Every one of us can do something. Yeah. And it's not that you have to do everything. That's right. Um, and, and that's it, that's why so many people don't do anything is because I can't do everything. And I only have, you know, I feel like I only have, you know, two hours in the week to, to do anything. Or, you yeah. know, we've, you know, we're... We're, we're, we're thin on a budget and, you know, groceries and gas and everything costs more, but we could do, you know, we could do something. And, um, you know, I thought it was great that you talked about businesses because, you know, you could have a automotive shop and just yeah. say, hey, we're just going to make a business decision. We're going to do one automotive thing a month yeah. for something related, you know, to the needs in the care portal that fit kind of our wheelhouse. Absolutely. and it's it's really not costing you a whole lot you're not stretching yourselves too thin um but you're able to you know it's all of these little things uh so that whole many hands make light work kind of thing everybody okay. grab everybody grab one bucket you don't have to put out the whole forest fire right but everybody grab one bucket yeah throw um, your bucket yeah. yeah yeah so yeah um what is and this is probably an unfair question <laughs> what is the uh, the the best thing or the most impactful thing that uh, has happened or that you've learned or or you know from from your experience um, here so far and we're we're only a few months in so but just anything stick out as far as a, a highlight so far? Yeah, I think for me, and we 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 just kind of briefly um, landed on it. I think sometimes when we when we look at the overall need, you know, we talked about all the different things that's going on in our world today, mm-hmm. and just the crisis and just um, all the different stuff that we've gone through over the last few years. My heart is so encouraged and I'm so inspired by seeing people that haven't quit, mm-hmm. uh, they haven't given up. You know, they're still inspired to want to do something. They're still inspired. So there's this resolve inside of people um, to do good. When I put my kids to bed at night. Uh, and I don't want this to be offensive to, to all your listeners, but um, we're just, we're just, we're always challenging our kids to know who they are and yeah. how God and what God created them for. And so I always say, who created you? And they say, God created. And I say, well, how did he create? Well, they create, he created me good. And I said, to do what? He said, to do good and be good. Hmm. And so, so the idea here is just, we want all of our kids to realize that, you know, you've been created, you've been purchased for a purpose and you've been created to, to do good. And so I think the things that has inspired me the most is seeing that in the middle of a, coming out of a pandemic, coming out of all the craziness that's around us and looking head on at the, the challenges we have with children and families and, and the child welfare crisis. We see people and their resolve is, hey, we're going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I was in a, I was in a meeting um, out in Harrelson County on the other side of the state. 
where a community is coming together and we're going to launch uh, Care Portal in, in Harrelson County. We're so excited um, on, on June, uh, July 27th. And, um, and so there were a number of churches together and it was so inspiring. We had four pastors stood up and said, hey, you know what, we're going to, uh, we you know, four churches that were represented there that said, we really want, uh, we want to bring this to our community. And there's a lot more other pastors. Awesome. but. Um, I love it because people are getting it. Mm -hmm. And so I think when I moved down here from, of course, Lynchburg's a lot smaller, about 75,000 people moved down here. Um, I passed 75,000 people probably on my way to work uh, in, about, in, about, in about 20 minutes, right? Yeah. I think I pass about a half a million people every day. Yeah. Well, I don't pass them. Most yeah. of them pass me. Um, but on my way from Brazelton down to Norcross, an amazing drive, about 45 minutes to an hour every day. But um, I'm just... I'm just I'm really encouraged that there's just a group of people, you know, that, you know, throughout our country and our world today that say, you know, we still want to make a difference. Yeah. And that's what, that's what encourages me. And that's right where we are at Promise 686. Um, if you want to make a difference, we're going to help plug you in and, yeah. and help you find your place to really make a difference. That's awesome. Um, any anything significant we haven't covered that you want to make sure we we plug as far as care portal like we'll get at, at the very end we'll talk about how people you know find it social media links anything like that um, but anything else from an organization standpoint we haven't covered I think uh, probably going back to what we just talked about uh, a lot of times when something seems so big it we have a tendency to avoid it Mm. But, um, but I heard one time somebody say, you know, it, it, most of the, most of the things we accomplish in life, we have to do in fear. I mean, if you're really going <laughs> to, yeah. come on, come on. Are you with me? <laughs> so, I mean, to go to the next level, yep. to really make a difference in the world and mm. to overcome something that is so huge. I mean, everything, I mean, to really make a difference, we're going to have to do some, some things in fear. And I think for a lot of people, um, this moves them outside their comfort zone a little mm -hmm. bit to think about doing something maybe that they've never done, maybe going and visiting somebody. Um, but but that's how things change. Yeah. That's how we make a difference. Yeah. That's how we inspire other people is when we when we step up and we do something, even in the midst of fear, it's fearful to do something different. Mm -hmm. um, but so I think that's my biggest challenge is for churches. Um, most churches uh, for the last hundred years have been used to not, um, not really going out, moving outside of their mm -hmm. walls. I mean, most church growth has been, hey, what can you do inside your church to bring people in? And really the whole model of church growth is really not what you can do inside the church, but what you can do outside the church. Mm -hmm. um, there in, back in the early church, um, when, when they were living, you know, most of the, the church was living under the Roman occupation, and one of the things that was practiced was a thing called exposure. And when the Romans didn't want something, they knew how to get rid of it, right? Mm -hmm. So if they didn't want children or if they didn't, if there was a, a part of the population that they didn't want, they would take them outside, throw them outside the, the city walls, and they would expose them to the elements. And they did that with children. Mm. And uh, these are historical facts. And, um, and so they, people would come by and pick those kids up and traffic it, you know, and it's just, or animals would come or they would just die because they didn't have food or anything. But it was the early church. It was the Christians that would go out and grab those children and bring them in and raise them as their own. Mm. And, um, 
And so we see that from, you know, James 1.27, where we're called, you know, to take care of the widow and the orphan. And, and so I, I think that getting back to that, like I said earlier, getting back to that is sometimes fearful. I mean, it creates fears. How do we, how do we get back to doing something that maybe we've never done before and mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable and it looks overwhelming? But if we step out, and one of the things I love about Care Portal and, and, and really Promise and the whole FAM model is it, we walk you through it. We're right there with you. That's our goal is to come alongside and walk you with it and to mobilize the church to get back into this space of helping children and families in our communities that are in crisis. And we're seeing it happen. Um, we're seeing churches really awakening. I had one of my, my last boss up in Lynchburg says, he says, I got one job for you to do. He said, I want you to wake up this sleeping giant called the church and, <laughs> and bring them back into this movement of helping helping children and families and it's it's slow but it's happening yeah and because i think people god's given people good hearts to really want to help children and families mm-hmm. and we have an enormous need here in hall county and that's one of the things that i think that's super important is to realize i think we have um there's over 290 we have a lot of children in foster care and i don't have the exact number in front of mm-hmm. me but we have a lot of children in foster care here in um, Hall County and some of the surrounding counties um, and there's just not enough foster families to take care of them. And here's an interesting fact um, that we've discovered at Promise 686. That is that if a foster family, uh, if, if a foster family has a child and if they have a care community around them, 90% of them will still be fostering um, in after two years. That's an incredible, wow. that's an incredible model. And, 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 and here's how it works. It's because we're wrapping that family around and giving them the supports, the encouragement, and the help that they need, whether it's uh, picking, helping them to pick up children, helping them to do respite. And this happens not just for foster families. It can also help them help for biological families. Um, and coming alongside of them, having meals, committing to really walking with them for one year and saying, hey, we're going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so our, so we need a lot of foster families here in, in um, Hall County uh, to help with the situation. But we also need not just those, those foster families. We also need church communities to step up and say, hey, we'll, we want to do a fam ministry around those that we, I call them, they're, they're front lines, they're front liners, yeah. right? They're right out there on the front uh, front line of, of helping to change um, the foster care um, crisis and uh, and so we step up and, and support them and, and help them yeah and, yeah and this in this time in in just our our country and our world after you know the last couple of years of uh, you talked about you know isolation being such a critical part of the really um, the downfall, if I can use that term, of, of families and the impact, and we we've, we've all all seen it, whether you have kids or not, um, of our our youth, our next generation, in the forced isolation to now, you have people who are um, almost like a PTSD, like scared of other people because they've been conditioned to be scared of other people. You're exactly right. And now you throw your brakes going out on top of that. Like, I mean, you talk about a, a, 
a recipe for just the worst of the worst happening in, in, in our communities. And when there's practical things that can prevent that family from dissolving, but that's effectively what happened. The, the family is breaking up. The child, the, the child or children have been through um, probably the most traumatic season of life in our country since, I don't know, World War II maybe. Yeah, I mean, very, the depression. Now we compound that with my mom or dad isn't there. You may or may not be with your siblings, depending on what the foster care need is. You may or may not be in the same county or the same school, you know, with the same faces and friends at school. I mean, like all of those things. And it's just like, man, what if, what if somebody just having a bed was yeah. what helped that not happen or it's huge or a roof repair, you know, so that they didn't have to move out of their house or whatever. Um, yeah. So. so when a, when a child goes into foster care, um, it's, it's, it's hard to get them out. Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's like a six month process by the time they do all the court appearances and the parents can make their case about mm-hmm. that. they everything is back in place to get those children back in. Let me tell you, it's for a child six months even if it was um six weeks it's traumatic yeah and it's something you know so if we can do a lot of preventative work up front and and really helping um those families um it's it's a beautiful thing and and so really what we're talking about is just in a world that's kind of isolated us being intentional about Mm -hmm. moving back to compassion Mm -hmm. moving back to caring and being considerate and loving and being compassionate. And that's what, um, that's what our fams do. It's very intentional about uh, providing uh, care. And Care Portal is saying, hey, we see you, right? We see you out there mm-hmm. and you have a need and, um, and we help these families. Awesome. We're gonna get into uh, um, here in just a second uh, how people get connected again, how they find you, social media platforms, website all those sorts of things a um, little bit little bit lighter uh, thing I like to do towards the end of every episode is uh, something called lightning round which is a question that has nothing to do with anything <laughs> so, <laughs> I so, so um, uh, I said in one of the uh, recent ones I did I, I ask a lot of movie questions I don't even know why because I don't watch that many movies but I ask a lot of movie questions that, about movies that people haven't seen um, the I'm I'm going to assume that you have seen the Thin Family, yes. About foster yes. foster care. Um, any highlights from that movie? As far as funniest part of the movie? Oh, <laughs> um, boy, it's been a while since I've I've seen that. Um, I mean, it was an extremely funny movie. Yes. Yeah, it really was. There we was, there we, was... we laughed harder in that movie <laughs> than any movie we've seen in like. I mean, that was. My wife and I were both. We were like, it's like you're you're belly laughing and then, and then you're, crying. you're crying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it takes you from one extreme to the other. And and it, and if it hadn't such, if it didn't have such bad cussing, I wanted my yeah. kids to say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Or a TV version. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they could have a TV version. But you know, it, it is true, and I think that that really captures really this this whole space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, we have we have seven children. Five have been a. a, a blessed to be adopted out of foster care um, and there uh, in this space you have times where you're laughing and it's mm-hmm. just incredibly funny and just some incredible stuff and then there, there's times that your heart is just so broken and um, I mean I just love the transformation that took place in that family mm-hmm. right I mean yeah. it started very gently and then but it I mean it was like whew, 
it all kind of came on at one time. Um, but I think the key there is that they were open and they stepped into space. Now, we just got done talking about do it afraid, right? Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes to really have an impact, you're going to have to you're going to have to do some things yeah. afraid. And they really stepped into that, too. Mm -hmm. They they leaned into that. It was, you know, it's fearful. Hey, where is this going to take us? Where is this going to lead us? Um, but that's where that's where dreams are made for these children yeah. that that don't have anybody. Um, and I think about all the foster families and adoptive families, uh, people that have done things on Care Portal, um, the people that are serving other, other people that are serving through our care communities. Um, they look back and their lives are enriched because they leaned into something. And was it, was it easy? Not always. Sometimes it's hard, um, but it creates a great benefit. And, it, and I think that movie kind of yeah. showed that yeah. as well. Yeah, so. if you haven't seen the movie, it's just, you know, it's got a little bit of language, but it's it's a great story, um, and it's one of those things. At the end of the movie, they go through some of the statistics of the foster crisis in in the country, um, which um, which you know I appreciate the uh, the people who put the movie together, bringing light to some of those things. And when you look at that at, at the end of the movie, it is so overwhelming. Yeah. But that's where this is such a good, okay, we can't, you know, we, we can't turn back the ocean here, but we can, we can get a bucket. Um, and and that's, that's, that's the beautiful part of this is it's so tangible. It's not obligatory. So it's not like, well, hey, you hadn't done anything this week. Like, come on, cough yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's as you can and um, as you're able. Um, and it's, it's, it's so versatile in terms of, options that it's literally like we we can all do something yeah. somewhere so we all can i think that's the key we can all do something in every every little part um mm -hmm. leads to the big part being accomplished um and it all it all re helps to resolve um, um and create a benefit for children and families so uh how do people let's uh give people practical things how do people uh, find you again, uh, social media links, any other uh, connection points, platforms, anything? Yeah, so um, I think probably the, the easiest way is to go on to our website and you know, be able to gather information. So with Promise, promise686.org, uh, um, and Care Portal is the same. So it's just careportal.org, and um, you can sign up there. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is, um, if, if we have listeners out there and they're a part of a church and they want to get their church involved, I'd be glad to meet with them and help to connect their church and find out, hey, what, what might be some possibilities for you to get involved? Mm -hmm. Now, individuals can sign up like we talked about earlier, um, but we really like to try to get the church connected mm -hmm. um, in, in the process. Um, so, I mean, I can give my... Um, I mean, if people want to email me, yeah, my, email, whatever information. my email is very simple. It's just uh, pneff, N-E-F-F, at promise686.org. And so they can uh, contact me there, send me an email, and I'd be glad to maybe answer any questions that they might have and, um, and then start a conversation. Cool. Awesome. Patrick, um, this is great. This, 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 is, this kind of thing is part of the whole reason that this podcast exists. So um, I appreciate your time. I know you got other stuff to do today, so I won't keep you any longer, but um, 
thanks for thanks for taking the time and sharing. Well, Jake, thanks so much, uh, and uh, I, we just appreciate the opportunity uh, to tell what uh, what's happening here in Hull County. And, and so, if everyone would continue to remember, June 9th um, is going to be our launch. It's going to be right at uh, the DFAX office over there, off of. Uh, uh, Vince McEver Road. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> so if they would like to come to that, like to be a part of that, um, please reach out to me. I'd be glad to give them some information. Awesome. Thanks, Patrick. This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live.